trust in, everything they're putting their hope in, the Lord strikes it down because he wants them to deal with him and deal with themselves one-on-one -on -one without any distractions. Consider your ways. You have sown much, bring in little. You eat but don't have enough. You drink but you're not filled. He says, he says, and then again, if he repeats the same thing, which means he means it. In verse seven, this is what the Lord of hosts says. Consider your ways. Think about what you're doing. And don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. Focus on the Lord. The Bible says we're supposed to fix our mind on him. Fix our mind on him. And as I'm fixing my mind on him, Colossians chapter three puts it this way. Set your mind on things which are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. As I'm going through this, I am. Why am I doing it? What is my motivation? Because I'm trying to set my mind on things which are above, which means just like you set a plate on a table or you set a lamp on a stand or you're setting up your house. You put a thing in a particular place and it stays there. That's what God wants. And that's why we have to deal with ourselves to cut out all the distractions that keep you and me from putting our minds on God and it's staying there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You say it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. To set our minds on him 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no distractions, no interruptions. Because guess what's going to happen? When you see, you say, oh, but those who are uh, in this whole foolishness here that people say all the time, too, is so ignorant. Oh, um, you know, those who are so heavenly minded, you ain't no earthly good. You so foolish. It's only the people who are heavenly minded who do who do any earthly good. Because if the person whose mind is set on God, God is going to put in their mind to do good in the world. So we have to consider our ways. We have to be set apart to God <clears throat> and, it's a, and, we, and avoid all distractions. Satan wants to distract you and I with every kind of enticement. And it's very difficult for us in the West to stay focused on God because we have so many toys, so many things we could get into, so many uh, opportunities to sin, so many things we can go to and, and, and take our mind off the Lord. So many opportunities. So many in the third world is different. You go to Guatemala, you can go into rural rural areas and you don't might not have any entertainment. You go to Zimbabwe, you 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 know, I hardly I didn't see a TV for hundreds of miles going into the bush, into the interior, especially where we were in Imposi. No one had a TV. They hardly had electricity. You can't do half of what we do here without electricity. So it's very hard for us here, which means it's all the more reason why we have to be strict in our faith, strict in our discipline, strict in following the Lord. Um, last thing, there's a, um, in this, in the story of, uh, in second Kings, the Bible talks about a story with the prophet of Israel and the prophet of Judah. There's a danger with being distracted. The Lord told the prophet of Judah, don't, to, uh, go and preach to King Ahab, tell him about his ways and then leave. Or either J. I think it was, um, I don't think it was Ahab. I think it was, uh, Lord, um, what's his name? The wicked, the the one who introduced. He he was the. I'll, I'll have to find it for y'all. But he was the one for the first one who led Israel completely away from God. The very first, huh? 
No, no, baby, not Moses, baby. The prophet, he was, this Moses was good. This guy was evil. But anyway, uh, he prophet, the Lord told him to prophesy to this king and then leave. <clears throat> do not be distracted. Do your job and get out. But what happened? The prophet of, uh, is the prophet of Israel came to the other prophet and said, oh, you're a man of God. I'm a man of God, too. Come and eat bread at my house. And he kept repeating, well, if the Lord gave me all that I had, uh, uh, if you gave me all that I had, I can't turn one way or the other from the command that God gave to me. He said, oh, oh, Jeroboam. Thank you, Lord. This is it in, in first Kings chapter 13. Um, let me just read this here. Uh, okay, so he prophesied and in verse 7, verse 13, he says, And the king said to the man of God, Come home with me and refresh yourself, and I will give you a reward. And the man of God said to the king, If you gave me half your house, I would not go in with you, nor I eat bread or drink water in this place. For so it was commanded me by the word of the Lord, saying, Do not eat bread or drink water or return by the same way that you came. You see, that's exactly our salvation. We're not supposed to stop. Our, we don't, this is just... We're passing through here. We're not eating the bread of the world. We're not drinking the water of the world. We are not doing any of that. And we don't go back the way that we came. You see, we live, we lived as heathens in our past life. I know I did. I was a heathen in the street, acting a whole fool. I was a heathen. I'm not supposed to go back to the way that I came. The Lord separated me from many things, music, movies, television, all these antichrist things. I cannot go back the way that I came. And neither can you or me. We can't go back the way we came. He says in verse 10, so we went another way and did not return by the way he came to Bethel. Verse 11, now an old prophet dwelled in Bethel and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. And they also told their father the words that he had spoken to the king. And their father said to them, which way did he go? For his sons had seen which way the man of God who came from Judah went. And he said to his son, saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled the donkey for him. And he rode on it and went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. And he said to him, are you the man of God who came from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said to him, come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with you or go in with you, nor will I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, you shall not eat bread or drink water there or return by the way that you came. He said to him, I am also a prophet as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord, saying, bring him back with you into your house that he may that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied to him. And you see, and that's exactly what the world does. The world will try to entice you. And that's exactly what Satan does. He will send those same people back to you who you're supposed to be separating from back into your life. And you're supposed to tell them no. And he was half hearted in his obedience anyway, because he kept repeating the same command, which tells you that instead of instead of talking to him, he should have been walking. You see, and this is part of our problem too. all of us as Christians, including me. Whenever I'm bashing everybody, I mean, I'm bashing everybody, including myself. Part of our problem is that we pay lip service to God instead of doing what he said. We talk a great game, but we don't take action. He says, so he went, so, but he lied to him, verse 19 of uh, the 13th chapter of First Kings. So he went back with him and ate bread in his house and drank water. And it came to pass as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came to the prophet who brought him back. And he cried to the man of God who came to the prophet who brought him back. 
Uh, he, I'm sorry, he came to the, uh, he cried to the man of God who came from Judah saying, this is what the Lord says, because you have disobeyed the mouth of the Lord and have not come, have not kept the commandment that the Lord your God commanded you, but came back. You see, you went back, backward, back into the world, back to worldly things, back to worldly friends, back to drinking, watching movies and with killing, cussing and sex in it. You went back to those places that you had no business going back to. You went back to those friends, back to doing what you want to do with your life. You went back. He said, but came back and have eaten and bread and drunk water in the place of which the Lord said to you, do not eat bread and do not drink water. Your body shall not come to the sepulcher of your fathers. And it came to pass that here he had eaten bread and had drunk that he saddled the donkey for him, namely for the prophet whom he had brought back. And when he had gone, a lion met him on the road and killed him. And his body was thrown on the road and the donkey stood by it. The lion also stood by the body and behold, men passed by and saw the body thrown on the road and the lion standing by the road. And they came and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. Now, what is the lesson here? Our Lord Jesus Christ is called the lion of Judah. Yes, he's loving. He's merciful. But don't think he won't kill you. You and me for our sin. He most certainly will. God kills, not the devil. And this is the threat that you and I have. This is the this is the 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 part of our the negative motivation. The positive motivation for doing these things is the fact that he saved us. He loves us. He wants to give us eternal life with him. But then the negative alternative to that is if you don't want to serve him, then you can die, too. And you and I have got to you and I have got to take our faith more seriously. We've got to stop playing games with God. We've got to be devoted to God. We've got to pray for each other to be focused, fixed, uh, set minded on him and on doing what he wants us to do. We need to encourage each other every day. Are you living holy? Are you living godly? Are you set apart to God? We have to be praying for each other and keeping each other motivated because this is all there is. After this, there is no more chances. The only thing that's going to go to heaven with us is our deeds. That's it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word, Lord. We pray that we all would encourage each other, Father, to live holy because we are a body. We are a body, Lord, and we need each other. One cannot make it without the other. We need each other. We need all of us to be doing the right thing. All of us. So we pray, our great God and Savior Yeshua, please help us all, all of us, to do your will. Help us all, Lord. We are all equal in our need for you, Lord. We are all equal in that we cannot live without you. We are all equal in that you are our righteousness and our righteousness alone. It's you. You alone have given us every good thing that we have. And it's not because of what we've done. And anything that we have done, Lord, it is because you gave us sense enough to do it. And we wouldn't have the sense to do it if you didn't put it in our heart. So again, Lord, we are all equal in our total dependence upon you. So God, we pray right now, Heavenly Father, that we would be bodies that are prepared to do your will. Make us bodies that glorify your name. Make us bodies that are holy and godly before you. A living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you, God. In this short life that we have, we pray it in your holy name, Yeshua. Amen.